This week, we are welcoming the founder of the Henry's Foundation for Mental Health, Amy Stein, and we'll be uh, discussing Pink Shirt Day once I can figure out how to talk. Uh, (laughs) Thank you so much for being here, Amy. Uh, I'm so excited to finally get to talk to you about this kind of stuff. Um, You've been doing so much for people who are living with mental health for a while now, and it's super, super important. Um, That's the kind of stuff I want to talk about, you know, all the things that you've been doing and the foundation. And of course... Uh, we're going to get into what Pink Shirt Day is all about because that's a big part of who we are too, isn't it, guys? Um, even our logo, it's very important that in, on our logo, we had the pink colors for Pink Shirt Day. Um, it's something that we were very conscious of. I don't know. I can't speak for everybody on the panel here, but I know in my world, it, my story is very heavily affected by bullying and I'm sure as are very many people. So uh, it's important to talk to uh, talk about and hopefully we'll get into some things that people could do about it. I mean, this is a different age than when I was a kid. And when I was a kid, if there was bullying, you know, you get punched in the eye, you go to the office, and maybe you get in trouble sometimes. Sometimes you didn't. Uh, you know, other times it got a little worse. But nowadays, it just seems so much more um, coming from all different sides. So we're going to get into that. But first, Amy, yes. I want to say thank you for being here, taking the time to be with us and our small little crew of people that are trying to entertain the world. Uh, We're really excited that you're here because I know you've done so much, Um, but maybe you can quickly, before we say hi to Aurora and Mark and Sean, uh, quickly let us know who you are and uh, what you've been up to lately. Sure. Um, Well, thank you so much for having me. Um, I am very honored to be here tonight. Um, and no, you do you do not have a small little crew, by the way. Um, <laughs> well, my too, crew, too many people. Actually, he just left the room. So. Oh, Henry has <laughs> he left the building. He got bored and left already. So. Um, our show yeah, does no, that. Yes, no, it's okay. It was, <laughs> no. was our one viewer for the week. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Uh, he does back. that a lot during the day too. So, um, yeah, no, no. So I guess what I what I have been up to. Uh, oh, that's. That's a big story. Um, so we, we started the Henry's Foundation, uh, supporting mental health using the through the creative arts. Um, so using photo, video, content creation, could be painting, drawing, any type of creative, um, really to talk about mental health and really reduce the stigma. And by sharing those stories, um, getting people to talk about mental health, um, is is really what our goal is so we really want to use and create a platform um, for people to share those stories because they're so powerful and absolutely meaningful it's so meaningful so important yeah i think that's i never realized how important it was until i started getting involved in the foundation and my friend navi noom and i did a, a thing a few years ago uh, called yeah. faces of hope where it was very yes. important in my personal uh, story again. Um, but Sean, Aurora, and Mark, how do you guys feel about this world of mental health? And how are you doing? Like, how have you been this past week? I know we've all had some things that we've done this week. Aurora, you shot a wedding. And Sean, you got tires. And Mark, you know, you had a phone call today. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just, just one. That's all. Yeah. And I know I've been doing some crazy stuff. So, Aurora, how have you been? What's What are you up to right now? And how are you involved in this mental health world that we're living in these days? Yeah, um, I, I think that mental health is a very important thing that people need to be talking about on a regular basis. I think, th- I know that there definitely is still a stigma. It's not as bad as it used to be, um, but we need to be able to empower everybody 
to, uh, you know, talk about it, um, to share their experiences, to not be afraid to talk to other people, whether it's not like a public, you know, audience, it could just be your friend, you know, if you're struggling with something, I think it's very important to just talk to somebody about it, um, whether it's a friend, a professional, whatever. Um, I mean, I've been good this week. <laughs> Things have been a, a little busy, but um, in terms of like, I guess, mental health as a whole, it, it has deeply impacted me um, in many different facets of my life. I've always kind of struggled with anxiety, um, especially in like social situations. I've always been very shy. When I was young in elementary school, I was bullied very heavily like I was the hated kid in school um and it was really because of this one person that just made it that way um and it was really really hard not having people to rely on especially in those kind of situations being scared to you know talk to somebody uh, about that um and I think it definitely does kind of tie in when you have an experience like that or have several experiences like that it's it's a time period of your life that's like that it, it mental health kind of goes along with that as well unfortunately um yeah especially and, such an impressionable time in someone's life yeah, yeah i mean those are the years i could still that's the years i still all the music i listen to is from those years all the the ways i think and process information is from those years so to be hit on in those years is just the worst yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah. And then I, uh, we had Jace on the show. Um, Jace is my middle sibling, uh, and they had a very, um, uh, difficult mental health experience. They stayed in CAMH for a while, which is one of the charities that, um, the Henry's foundation, um, supports um and just you know the cause of mental health like they really helped jace um and the cause of mental health just like means so much to me um jace has gone gotten so much better and uh, gone so so much further um as a result of the help of people with camh and cmha and and uh, uh other facilities and organizations like that so um and I know Jace isn't the only one. We've had multiple guests on the show um, who have had similar experiences. And yeah, so yeah, I try to get involved wherever I can. Seems to be a, about it. Yeah, it seems to be a trend though in, in a creative's world. Yeah. A, a very cerebral world where people are always, you know, falling into these mental traps that they're so easily found. And I think it's only just recently that we started even talking and thinking about those as being a thing. So I'm glad we're having this conversation. Sean, have you had issues like that? Yeah. Um, I was, I was, I'm on the same boat as uh, Aurora there. Actually, I was bullied a lot through like elementary and high school. And uh, I don't know. It took like, well, I dropped out of high school. Cause I was like, you know, screw this shit. I want to get the hell out of here. Um, but uh, after I dropped out of high school, I was, um, I was just mainly like really into skateboarding and, and, and cars and whatever else. So I think being outside of what I felt was a very toxic environment for my mental sanity, <laughs> um, being outside there and doing something I love with a bunch of people that, you know, really supported me and, uh, you know, really backed me up. And then, you know, after getting, you know, my car and whatever else and going to shows and shit, like it's, it's really taken a, uh, 
a turn for the better uh, in terms of my mental health, like going out and, you know, finding a common ground with people that, you know, may not like my car or, you know, like the fact that I skateboard or I'm a huge nerd or whatever. But like at the end of the day, like we're all, we all understand that we're humans and we all bleed the same blood and we, you know, respect and love one another as, you know, we want to be respected and loved. So it's nice to have that better change of pace and it sucks that I had to drop out of high school for it. (laughs) We all find our path, you know, we have to, we have to find that path that is a comfortable for us to travel the most comfortable path that we can take because sometimes they're not comfortable at all. Um, and you have to make hard choices. I was just talking to a friend earlier today and he was going on. I shouldn't say he was going on. He was explaining to me uh, some struggles that he has. And I, I brought up something that I heard, which is basically, um, you know, there are no bad decisions. We just have to react to the decisions that we make and make the most out of each one. And that's what you did. I mean, you basically, you were, you were in a situation that you had to get out of. You made a decision to move forward and you are continually making decisions to better that situation. So it's not easy though, eh? No, it is not. <laughs> have you ever had to have uh, Cam H or any kind of help along the way? Or have you thought you um, needed it and not gone for it? Not really, no. I mean, the only thing I really did was, uh, well, aside from buying my car and, you know, funneling all my funds into <laughs> it, um, I started Planet Pointless <laughs> with with John. That was basically, that was like the the big turning point. Cause especially when, uh, you know, the pandemic hit and everything and all everybody's social cues went right out the fucking window. Um, (laughs) it was, uh, it was kind of tough to kind of connect with people. So being able to hang out with one of my best friends and just make jokes and, you know, make people laugh and, and, you know, through my own stupidity and my stupid stories and whatever else, uh, it was, uh, that was, that was like the main thing that really helped me. You know, like skateboarding was good, but you know, my body could only handle it like 20 years in and I feel like I'm a 60 year old man. So <laughs> it's, uh, it got to a point where, you know, you can only throw yourself downstairs for so long to, you know, combat whatever, you know, bullshit goes on in your life. Right. So, yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I experienced a lot of that this weekend with the wrestling world. Um, <laughs> a lot of wrestlers do exactly that. I mean, they're, they are into wrestling for that mental health benefit of, you know, they, uh, one of well brendan our our friend brendan yeah. who's on yeah. our first episode yeah. uh he was in a match recently after his father passed away and he was in a match with a good another friend of ours uh ben ortman's big ben and they literally beat the well not literally beat the crap out of each other but you know ben got a concussion and, and passed out in the back right. room and you know it was, it was a serious battle these two had and it was cathartic for both of them right so we do things sometimes like skateboarding because you know you feel the pain you, you can deal with that and move on you, you can conquer that pain and there's a lot of pain that you can't we're born into situations that we can't control so you know when we can mm-hmm. finally grasp that control you got to do it so you did it yeah. i did it at some point it wasn't easy for me either. And, uh, you know, it's never easy to make those decisions. That's for sure. Mark, how about yourself, bud? How have you been? Good, good. I mean, my life, I mean, I, none of that. I've been installed in puppies and rainbows, right? So, no. Uh, <laughs> you were the bully. No, I'm joking. Yeah, no, actually, actually, actually that's, that's a bit of a funny story. I mean, I was a chubby kid in public school, and I grew up in a time when all the guys had that, like, in the 70s, all the guys had long hair. And um, I had, like, this... The, the short brush cut and uh, dictated by you know parents so it was I got I got picked on for being chubby and I got picked on because I was the you know they grab you and skin it you know and it was ah. 
So as soon as I could dictate, you know, how I wanted my hair, I just let it grow and it kept growing. So I, it wasn't until I was well into my adulthood that I, I cut that. But, um, you know, aside from school, I'm, I've sort of got the perfect trifecta of um, I also have a, a mother who suffers from mental illness. Um, and that wasn't easy to grow up with. Like I remember being grade five and riding my bike down to the hospital. Uh, I grew up in Newmarket. So I'd ride the, ride my bike down to the hospital, York County hospital at the time. And, you know, I, I'd go visit my mother in the, in the psychiatric ward. And I didn't know why she was there. I just knew she treated me different when she was there. She wasn't, um, well, she treated me like I was her child, not an inconvenience, you know, so, but when she was home and, and not medicated properly or whatever, it was a whole different story. So, so there's that whole uh, thing. And then of course I ended up in uh, my previous career was very high stress um, and uh, coincidentally left me with PTSD. So that's, that's fun. Um, so I've, I've suffered from anxiety from multiple fronts um, throughout, throughout the years. Um, I've had, you know, before you ask, yes, I have gone to a counselor. Um, I spent, uh, you know, when um, I'm trying to think there was uh, events leading up to it, but um, there was there was comments that were made by my sister to my wife. And my wife is like, I don't believe your mom did that when you were kids. And I'm like, what are you talking about? That's that's crazy. Like that never happened. And then so one day I, I, my previous one of my previous uh, roles, I drove a lot. And so I'm driving. I've got like an eight hour drive in front of me to get to like Timmins or something. And I'm, I'm thinking about what my wife had said my sister told her had happened when we were children and i'm thinking like that's just crazy that never happened and i'm driving along and all of a sudden a recurring nightmare popped into my head that i had when i was a kid and i'm like wait a minute and all of a sudden it was like that piece of information was a key and doors just started popping open like just like a shit storm, storm of doors popped open and all these memories came flooding in. I had no idea how to, to handle these memories. So that's how I, I had to reach out. Um, I reached, I went to, uh, I had a, I call her my foster mom. I went to see her and she's like, you, you definitely need to talk to somebody. Like she's all listen, but you need to talk to somebody who knows. So um, fortunately the company that I was working for that ultimately gave me PTSD had a really great employee assistance program. So I, uh, I contacted them and they hooked me up with a counselor who was phenomenal and really helped me how to deal, helped me figure out how to deal with those feelings. So that was um, how, I guess, how I didn't become a serial killer or something. But uh, <laughs> it was, uh, no. <laughs> sorry, I've been watching a lot of Criminal Minds. So. <laughs> but, uh, ultimately, that's uh, that's how I became the well-adjusted individual that I am. But uh, that and creative, I mean, I've, I mean, Sean spent all his money on cars, as, as did I, as well as... Um, I spent a lot of money in Henry's. I spent a, <laughs> I spent a, I spent an awful lot of money. In Henry's. Are you happy? Are you happy with your purchases, though? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I always say, uh, if anything ever happens to me, please don't let my wife sell my cameras for what I told her I paid for them. Uh, which is it was a bigger joke because Brian knows I. I pretty much buy everything for Brian anyway, but uh, she's always there with me when I buy it. So she knows what I mean. She knows exactly. <laughs> it's just a joke. And you don't want to feel that wrath in case anything oh, yeah. came back wrong either. So Yeah, exactly. And then ultimately, um, I, I joke about a great many things and a great many things that shouldn't be joked about probably, but that's how I cope. Um, that's one of my mechanisms is to try and make people get a chuckle and um, I make myself laugh. I probably make myself laugh more than anything, but... Um, yeah, you just you gotta you gotta move on, and uh, you know what? I'm 51, and I made it this far, so this uh, my skin bag is still here, and it's gonna be around for at least another 51 years. So, <laughs> yeah, just keep going. Yeah. 
Awesome. Um, yeah, it's crazy. You know, as you guys are each talking about your story and I'm sure Amy's doing the same yeah. thing, you know, thinking about all these, all these things in our lives that are, um, changed who we are and get us to where we are. Um, for a long time, I had a lot of frustration about that. I think a big thing for me is every year I put on my phone a screensaver, like a motto, um, you know, get her done or um, I shoot for me. This year it's look forward, not back. And a big reason for that is because a lot of the history and, you know, I love my family. I really do. And I haven't been around them as much as I probably should have been. You know, um, there's a lot of reasons for that, but realistically to look back at all the things that I think went wrong or went right. I don't know how much good that does for me. And, you know, maybe that's where, you know, some sort of therapy could come in handy. And I know my sister and my nephew and my little brother have all said that, you know, you should talk to someone, but I've got my wife, you know, and, you know, we're a pretty good team and, you know, she's a good sounding board for me. And, and I, like to think of myself as a fairly logical minded person and I can kind of work through things. So until I get to that point where I'm about to become a murderous, crazy person, I think I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll keep on dealing the way I am, but a lot of people need these services. And that's why another reason yet another reason I'm so happy that Amy's here because yeah. I want to talk about some of these things and some of these services that are available for people. Um, but first I want to hear about your story. Why did you start the foundation? So I, I would say, I mean, I, I think uh, sort of uh, Aurora and Brian, I think you've heard sort of part, parts of the story before, um, but, you know, for Mark and Sean and for the audience, um, one of the reasons, I mean, one of the many reasons why I got involved in mental health and why we started a foundation was just, it, it's it's personal. Um, so I, I struggle with depression. Um, I think I was diagnosed in second year university. Um, and... That's also a longer story. And so my sister Jillian um, has, uh, she lives with bipolar disorder. So she came out in December of 2021 as a CEO of Henry's living with bipolar disorder. Um, and my father, Andy also has bipolar disorder. And my grandfather, uh, Jerry Stein, he died by suicide in 1977. Um, we're quite sure if it was today he would have been diagnosed with bipolar disorder. So I, I, I only knew him. I was three years old when he passed away. So the stories that I hear, I just know he was, he was a difficult man. Um, hmm. And probably up until I was about uh, 18 and about the night before I left for university, I went to Dalhousie in Halifax. Um, my, my dad came into my room and he said, by the way, you know, you know, your grandfather did not, died by with a heart of, of a heart attack, which was always the story. Um, and it was actually, he told me what the story was and how it happened. Um, and basically he wanted me to know so that when I went away to school, cause it was in Halifax, it was, you know, two hour plane right away, my parents couldn't watch me. So if they noticed any changes in me, they wouldn't be able to see that. So he explained sort of what all the symptoms are what happens? What do you feel like? Um, you know, and this is 93 when I started hmm. school. So I now feel old for saying that, but that's when I, but you know, it's, so it, it wasn't a big topic then people really didn't talk about this. So we talked about it as a family, but we didn't talk about it publicly. Um, and so, you know, I would say a lot of things started to make 
sense of the stories that I'd heard about my grandfather and sort of some of the family history about why things or why things happened. Um, and, you know, so he wanted me to know what happens um, when you're either feeling depressed, you have bipolar, what do you do? Um, and it happened in second year, you know, second year university. And I was very happy that my dad had told me um, because when you're in that state, you actually, you don't realize what's going on. Um, you don't know that you're withdrawing or you're not doing the activities that you used to love. Um, Cause I was always very outgoing and athletic and I was always out doing stuff. And all of a sudden I, I didn't. So you got, I could sit on the side of my bed for two hours and I have no idea that time went by. Um, and I get upset over, I don't know what, like there wasn't a reason why I was upset. Um, and my roommate at the time, who's still a very good friend of mine, you know, totally politically incorrect, you know, basically, you know, walks up to me. She's like, what the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> and you know what? She was very direct. And I was like, I think I, you know, she's like, you're not doing anything. Like, what is this? You don't, you don't sit around. So I ended up actually calling my parents and they were like, you need to go to the doctor. You have to tell them what <clears throat> happened, tell them about your family history. And I was, I was very lucky that the Dell medical clinic, the doctor that I saw, like they took me the next day and they understood exactly what was going on. So mm. I was, I was very, I was very lucky that way. Um, but that's sort of my my long story of how I got involved in mental health. Um, but it's just something I have been very passionate about. It's something that's very important. Um, and you know what? I think um, there's there's so many of us that need help. Um, and sometimes if we don't talk about it, um, it makes it that much worse, and we don't get the help that we need. Well, case in point, there are five people in this chat right now, and all mm -hmm. five of us have been affected by mental health yeah. um so and, and i i don't i mean i think part of that is the the group that we attract um that we're mm -hmm. all the same type of personality we like to help people and and be heard and we don't have a a problem sharing our feelings like that um so yeah. that's not by accident that we attract that, that type of people but it's also a good point to say that like if you're if you're not feeling right, uh, to, to your point, I mean, I, I've yeah. been there, the, the depression, you know, you've got so much to do and no gumption to do it. You're like, I don't know why I just, I just have no gumption to do it. And, and yeah. you could, you could literally sit there for an entire day and yep. the day disappeared and then, and then you get more depressed because I got nothing done and it just, it becomes yep. a vicious circle. And, and that's where anxiety can start creeping in and about what's undone or maybe what's undone <clears throat> So it is yep. so important to, to reach out and talk to somebody, even if it's a, a spouse with a with a good ear, a, a friend with a good ear, or, uh, you know, in some cases like mine, I mean, if you need to speak to a counselor, then yep. absolutely seek that help out or absolutely. seek somebody else that can help you find it if you can't do it on your own. Honestly, or start a podcast. Like, I mean, that's what I feel like everybody, I, I know that some people choose not to, but I feel like everybody at one point in their life should try at least to go to a therapist or a counselor or something like that because i've i personally use the eap services like maybe like three or four times for different reasons um and it's helped me so much like my anxiety used to be so bad um i mean i still get it um but because of the things that i learn 
and um, other things that I learned in counseling and stuff like that. Things I use on a daily basis to help me deal with, you know, the stresses of work and family and just life in general. Like there's so many good little bits of knowledge that you can get out of that. Um, but the problem is, is that you have to be willing to take part in it. You have to be willing to uh, put the work in and willing to talk and open up. I mean, for the longest time, I put it off and put it off and put it off. And I know a lot of people do the same thing. Um, they're like, oh, no, I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. But once you go in, you make the decision and you make the decision to, you know, better yourself, um, it really does help a lot. Um, you know, just like hearing all these stories. It's so I want to empower anybody who's listening. If, if you have felt anything at all, or if someone has come to you and said, Hey, you're not really yourself lately or whatever, just try to like will yourself to, to get that help to, to talk to somebody. Cause it's, it's really important. Yeah. I think sometimes <laughs> it's also, it's, I think it's also having those difficult conversations. It's, you know, there, there's always, you know, sometimes there's, there's somebody that you, that you know, that won't admit that they need help. Um, and sometimes it's, it's, it's really having those conversations and approaching them to hopefully that they understand um, that you care for them and you're not doing this in a hurtful way, that you want them to get the help that they need. Yeah. How do you do that? Uh, I'm Okay. I'm going to throw something out there. I'm sure it happens every day where people who are really looking for help uh, put out feelers. Mm -hmm. They put out little um, yeah. tests to see if people are listening, to see if you know people will act if they say something. How, what do you do when you feel those feelers? I like yeah. to think of myself as a bit of a vibey person. Um, I can come into the room with somebody and know immediately if something's bugging them, if they're acting different last night at wrestling, actually night before last, um, a friend of mine, a uh, very energetic person. Um, we had him has, we had him as a guest on our show as well. Um, I don't know if I need to say the name, but he was a guest of ours and, uh, he, I just vibed. I, I sat beside him all of a sudden. I just vibed that something was off and I asked him and he goes, no, 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 everything's fine. He, he, perfectly fine. He was in go mode. He was ready to keep, recording video for the, for the event. Um, today I got a message from him basically saying, yes, you tapped into something and this is what was going on. Um, and then I just gave him some words of encouragement and, you know, hopefully that helped, but this is the thing, like, how do people see that? How do people latch on? And, and when they do see that, what's a great course of action for them to try and help that person? Um, sure. Um, so I would say, I mean, first of all, I will preface this with saying I am not a medical professional. I do not, I don't have a medical Fair. degree. Yeah. So, um, conversation. Yes. What I can tell you and what I have, have learned through, uh, the last few years is I think one, I think it's very important to, to always make sure the door is open, that people know that it's, that it's open. Um, I think when you're, talking with somebody, just even asking how they are, um, you know, and especially of course, yes, they're, they will always say, I'm fine. Even if you know, they're not fine. Um, you can always preface it with saying, you know what, if you ever want to talk, I'm here. Um, because they, they may not, Brian, like you, your friend, 
they're not, they may not talk to you in that moment, but they might email you or text or call you later to say, Hey, can, do you have, do you have a few minutes? I didn't expect um, it. It was really, I'm yeah. really happy that he did, you know, it's really important. I think. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes you can either give your own sort of your own, your own experience. You can offer that out if you're willing to talk about it. Um, because that sometimes will also, um, open, open up the conversation. Let um, them know they're know not when, alone. Yeah. Like I know when I tell people, you know, what I, what I do now for a living, um, they're actually, they're, they're quite open and honest with me. Um, cause they know that I understand and I get it. Um, and you know, the fear of being judged or any stigma isn't there. Um, yeah. and you only want the best for that person. Um, you know, and I, I also think that I would say, um, you know, you also have to be mindful that, you know, people, depending on their background and their culture, mental, mental illness doesn't exist. Um, so it, you know, just making sure that they have somebody to talk to when they're ready. Um, and that they, they sort of know whether it's, you know, a website, it's, you know, where can they go for help? It's, you know, you might just say, look, if you need something, here are some numbers, whatever, and you can leave it with them. You want to talk, I'm, I'm here for you. Um, and they, look, they might come back to you and talk. They may not, but they know that you're there. And I think just by saying that and making, making them aware of that and just checking it, even sending them a text every now and then saying, how you doing? That's, that's what you Yeah. Um, you said earlier, um, mm -hmm. is very direct the way your friend approached you is direct the right <laughs> way. Do you think like, do you, do you think I, I, I'm, I'm bad with social, like you say, social yep. cues, Sean, uh, <laughs> not great with social cues. I'm not yep. great with, um, good timing and saying the right thing. I once yep. told a wrestler that he looked really tiny and small. It's not, not a good thing to do. Uh, <laughs> 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 it was very <clears throat> stupid of me. I say stupid things. It's what I do. But anyway, um, is being direct a, a good way or, or are you not supposed to do that? Uh, it's, it's probably not the best, but I think it also depends on how you know that person. Um, True too. And how yeah. you think that they will respond. Um, so my roommate, obviously at the time, like we were really good friends. She, she knew me. Um, and it probably took that to, to get through to me. Um, but you know what, if it's somebody you don't know as well, I, I would not suggest being that direct. <laughs> Fair. Yeah. yeah, it's it's a it's a real tough call because sometimes you know, like you, you said, you vibe. Sometimes you just you know there's something, yeah. something wrong. And I mean, I've I've had uh, over the years. I've been I've been a manager for quite a few years, and often you know you have your own office. So um, so often I've I've you know come in and see a staff member, and you go, hey, how's it going? And and they just they're they're off. There there's something wrong. Mm -hmm. And then uh, you know you're like, oh, you know anything and anything wrong? And they're oh, I'm I'm fine. I'm fine. And then a couple hours later, they come back and they're like, you know what, I'm, I'm not. And it's usually, do you need to talk? And then, you know, you go to the office, you know, did you want to, you know, sit down, do you want to close the door and, and we'll have a chat and you can just unload. And I, I don't even know the number of people that have sat in my office and just talked um, and cried. And, and usually, like I said, I mean, um, I know you said, uh, Aurora, you had it as well, but most, most companies do have some sort of an employee assistance program, um, that you can get help from even, even if it's just a, 
um, a free hour that you can talk to an actual counselor or something like that. But it's, it's quite often people like I would never have thought that in that role as a store manager that I would have, you know, be, you know, I mean, obviously the human resources comes with the saying, but to be the store manager and, and then have to be an ear and a shoulder for someone to cry on was unreal. I, I wasn't the first time it ever happened. I wasn't prepared for it at all. Um, but then I don't want to say you get used to it because you never do, but um, it gets, you get more accepting of it and realizing that I, I'm not this person's, um, I'm not their caregiver. I'm not their, um, I'm not their doctor, but I am the ear they've chosen to bend to get it off their chest. And the best thing I can do is offer them any support that I can. And that may be, and in many times was just me making a phone call or sending an email to the right person to get the assistance ball rolling. So sometimes that's, that's where that role takes you, but it's, it's something that I'm, I'm happy to be a part of for anybody that needs that ear to bend. I'm there. Right. Cause having been through a lot of shit, it's, it's easier to understand somebody else's. And it's, I, and I think Amy, you said earlier, yeah. in some cultures, it doesn't, it doesn't exist. Mental illness does not exist. Yeah. And that's just because they've swept it under the rug. Um, it absolutely exists mm -hmm. in every culture. Um, yeah. And a lot of cultures, like as, as a guy, um, it's, it's, you know, taboo to say, oh, I've cried. We're not allowed. I, I, I've, I've shed more yeah. tears. I've cried more times. I mean, fortunately, my, my wife is a nurse. And I, don't, I couldn't even tell you how many times I've sat on the edge of the bed and just waterworks, whether it be anxiety, depression, PTSD, any number of things that happen in my lifetime yeah. that I've cried over. And, and then when it's all done, you're like, what the hell was I crying about? Like, but it's <laughs> when you're in the moment, you know, when somebody goes, what's wrong? Well, nothing, but everything all at the same time. And it's and it comes out. It's overwhelming. Yep. And then it just comes out and you cry and you're like, wow, I lost a contact. And, you know, let's let's find my glasses now and, yep. and away you go. But sometimes that's what it takes. Um, and, yep. you know, so it, question. Yep. It's great that Henry's uh, and we're going to talk about Henry's in just a second because yep. we haven't really talked about the foundation much yet. And I want to get into that. Okay. Yep. But we are lucky. I work at Henry's. Mark's work. Mark works at Mark's. And we have this structure to help us. Sean, um, what do we do for people that don't have uh, an employee assistance program? Like what kind of services are there for Sean? <clears throat> Sean, I'm looking up for you, man. <laughs> do, you, do, you, do you ever feel like you need to talk to somebody or is there is there somebody that you feel comfortable talking to? I'm just saying not you, you don't even have to get specifics. I'm just saying for somebody in your same situation where you don't work for a big company that has the EAP, I'm sure, right? Yeah. Um, in my, in my case specifically, um, I, I really tried to narrow down my friendship circle the last like few years. So like really the only people that actually like give a shit enough to like stick around and, you know, deal with me while I'm going through a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> um, I kept those people around and really the only person that I talk to now about any type of problems is, is John, uh, realistically, um, I'll just, I'll call him up one day and be like, Hey man, like, you know, like how's your day going and shit. And he'll just be like, good. You're not normally like this. What's going on. I'm like, well, uh, <laughs> and he usually knows. Right. So he, he picks up on that, on that kind of stuff very quickly. And especially when we go out for coffee, he, he kind of just snaps to it right away. He's like, you, like, you're not you. 
Like, what's wrong? Did you like, did you eat some bad seafood or something? Like, are you okay? <laughs> so, um, he's, uh, he's my emotional, um, emotional support, John. <laughs> um, other than that, um, it's, it's tough, man. Like I've tried talking to people being like, Hey, like, you know, you got a number for a good therapist, hit me up. Cause like, maybe I'll try it out, see what happens. Uh, but other than that, I mean, I just, I preoccupy myself with stuff. Right. So, um, my situation, uh, now is basically, I just, I go outside and I clean the ever living shit out of my car and I throw on some tunes and I just kind of, I sit in the moment where I can like focus on one thing. That's not, you know, it, it's, it doesn't involve like any sort of like, you know, hardship or, or distractions. Or, you know, yeah. yeah, exactly. It's, it's kind of like a distraction in a way, but at the end of the day, like when I'm done, like I sleep good at night, I know that, you know, I put a lot of work in to, to my car and, you know, I just, I clean the hell out of it. It looks good. And then when I wake up in the morning, I'm going to notice it and be like, okay, fine. So like I was, you know, pit sad or mad or whatever for, for no reason. Right. So I'm just, okay, clean the car. Let's go for a ride. Right. So, um, it, it really, I, I don't find an issue with it, but I know that there's a lot of people that, uh, definitely would find an issue with not having those services at hand. Um, I honestly, I, I can't believe how many people, uh, will go without finding something like that, or even going without, you know, talking to somebody professionally or even like a friend or, you know, a trusted family member. Um, to me, that's mind boggling. And like, if you can do that, you are made of like cement, like you are brick solid. <laughs> that's crazy to me. Or um, not and doing really stupid things elsewhere. That's you know? true. Also true. <laughs> yeah. So there's a lot of that. Yeah. Let's, let's get into it a yeah. little bit. Let's talk about sure. what, what Amy, you are doing with the Henry's foundation. Sure. First of all, for those um, of you who don't know Henry's camera, uh, Aurora and I both work there. We sell camera cameras been around since 1908. For those of you who didn't, didn't know this, um, 1909, 1909. Oh, she's just a puppy. I was going to correct you, but I figured Amy. 1909. They were just making sure you were listening. That's yeah. Yeah. yeah that's <laughs> I was to make sure. It was a test. It was yeah. a test. Yeah, it was um, a test. <laughs> it's, it's been around a long time, fourth generation still running the business yep. today. Uh, super impressive to have uh, not only that, but uh, Jillian, your sister, is yep. the CEO of the company, which is another awesome thing. And then for you guys to be so open and understanding, and then not only just being open and understanding about mental health, but start a foundation specifically to help people. That's what I'd like to get into right now. Uh, why start the foundation? How did that come about and the process to get to today? Sure. Um, if I can backtrack one question. Of course. Um, so you're asking about people who, if you don't have an EAP program, what, what do you do? Yes, thank um, you. So I, I would say, I'll say, if there is one good thing that came out of COVID, it's the fact that people are talking about mental health more. Um, much more, uh, I'll say, you know, comparatively speaking, much more mainstream um, and not as sort of taboo anymore. Um, but there are some services actually that came out of uh, COVID and were created. Um, I mean, one obviously that's been around for a long time was Kids Help Phone. Um, so you can call them 24 hours a day. Um, they also, uh, they have adults who call them as well. So you don't have to be a kid. Um, and I think the majority of their calls actually come in between like midnight and 4 a.m. Um, and they will also do active rescues as well. Um, so they know where you are. 
um, and there's texting as well. So uh, very accessible. Um, they're also one of our partners. And, uh, you know, there's obviously KMH in Toronto. You can go there. They have an ER uh, focused around mental health and highly recommend them as well. And there is also Crisis Canada is another is another uh, counseling uh, service as well that you can call. Um, and there's also Wellness Together Canada. Um, and that is uh, also it's online. Um, there's a number of other services um, that I, I can't go into here because that would take probably the entire podcast. Yeah. Um, but I will I, I will leave you with that at least. So. Yeah. Awesome. Yep. Um, and so your question, Brian, uh, that you were asking me sort of was just um, the foundation. How did it come about? Yes. Why did you start a foundation? How was Henry's yeah. involved in that? Like yep. that whole story. Yeah. So I would say, uh, first of all, I mean, you know, it's, uh, I think we, we've always done charitable giving, um, at Henry's and it was always because it was something, the cause was, it was, you know, it was personal, whether an employee, it was close to an employee. Um, it was close to the family, it's close to the business, whatever that was, there was always a personal connection to it. Um, but what we didn't have was a charitable giving strategy. So we, we gave to, Lots of causes, and they're all good causes. There isn't a bad one there. Um, so we we were the title sponsor of the Marco Koffler Breast Center, uh, the Women's Golf Tournament, uh, for 10 years. And we did gun amnesties. We did uh, the Ride to Conquer Cancer. Um, I actually did that one seven times, which was awesome, by the way. Yes, um, I've ever seen all that time. Yes, yeah, which is awesome. Um, and so we've done lots of things, but if we wanted to actually make an impact, we need to choose one cause um, because sort of spreading, spreading ourselves around, uh, you know, too thin isn't helping. Um, I mean, it, it did help those causes, but it's, it's not an, it's probably not enough. Um, so we decided that we, we needed to choose one cause. And for us, that was mental health. It's something, you know, that I mentioned is I was close to my family um, I, I believe it's close to many of our employees at Henry's and we know in the community, and this was before COVID, um, this started, um, and, and mental health is, is so prevalent, um, and so important, um, and can make hmm. a huge difference in everybody's lives. So who would have thought that is really one of the reasons when so. you started this foundation, who would have thought that meant the COVID would have come along and we would have needed the mental health so much more for so many different reasons. Yeah. So COVID was not in the business plan actually when we launched, um, we started this actually, I was on the corporate side of Henry's for 20 years. Um, and in April 2019, we announced that I was going to move over to what was to become the foundation. Um, so nothing existed. <laughs> um, and so there was my career change at the age of 45. Um, was moving to the, the mental health space um, and the nonprofit side. So, and that was a year before Henry, excuse me, a year before COVID. So. How long did it take to formalize the foundation as like an actual uh, charity? Uh, sure. So we were actually incorporated on the, I started this probably, I actually started the research probably about six months before I left the corporate side. Um, and I, you see, I would, I wanted to find out if there were any red flags of why we didn't want to start a foundation and why we didn't want to do this. So, you know, do you need a hundred million dollars? Do you need all of these things? You, you don't. Um, you need the passion to do it um, and the drive. Um, and uh, I'll, I'll say right now, determination um, these days. So, you know, I basically, I would, I would have coffee with anybody who would listen to my story <laughs> that was in the nonprofit sector. And I, 
you know, uh, I called people up that I probably hadn't talked to in 15 years saying, well, you have coffee with me. I, you know, I've, I've got some questions. I have a story I want to tell you. Can you help me out? Um, and I would say almost everyone said yes. Nice. <clears throat> so I was far too caffeinated and probably did this <laughs> a long time. Um, Quite a process. But no, yeah. no such thing as too caffeinated. No. No. And I, I was not a coffee drinker until I had kids. So, um, oh. <laughs> yes. So yet another reason. No, sorry. <laughs> yes. And then it was an activity to get out of my house was to go to the coffee shop. Um, so, uh, yeah, so I, I, so it happened. So I transitioned in April, 2019 and actually in May, we were incorporated as, as a nonprofit under the nonprofit act of Canada. Um, and we received charitable status in September, 2019. So it was actually quite quick. Um, most people are quite surprised by how quickly it was done. Um, but I was able to find, I think, you know, the, you know, the expert in nonprofit law. <laughs> um, and I had uh, some seed money, actually, um, uh, from Andy and Gabe from the Stein family to start this um, and to make sure that I hired, you know, the right people because we don't have that specialty at Hennel. That's not what we do. Um, so I had to go out and find it. Um, and it took, I'd say, a lot of talking to people to find out who, who are the right people to talk to. Mm -hmm. and get this started and make sure that we start off on the right foot. Yeah, that's super important. I mean, yeah. people have to be on the same page for the right reasons and of yeah. course do the job well, which is a whole different thing. Yeah. Very cool. Um, yeah. Now Henry's obviously has mm -hmm. many locations. Uh, I know that we talk about it on the sales floor to uh, donate to the foundation. Yeah. So anybody that goes into a Henry's camera store can always donate in the store, but where else can people um, donate to the foundation? Sure. They can also donate on the Henry's Foundation website. So henrysfoundation.com. Uh, there's a donate button there and you will automatically receive a tax receipt um, and thank you letter uh, for really any amount. I think it's over $5 um, that uh, you will you'll receive a tax receipt for and it will go to support uh, the Henry's Foundation and our partners. Um, so you can also donate on Facebook. Um, where else? Uh, Canada Helps. And yeah, through PayPal. So and PayPal Giving Canada. Where does the money go? Where who are these partners? Sure. Uh, so we have six partners, and our six partners also they were chosen based on uh, the target population, so who they service, so whether it's kids or adults, um, how they provide support for mental health services. So if they're service uh, provide services research in the case of CAMH. Um, or in the case of Jack.org, it's youth empowerment. Um, so, and of course, geography. Uh, we wanted to make sure that we sort of spread ourselves across the country uh, because there isn't one true national mental health organization. So we have Kids Help Phone and Jack.org. Uh, we've got CAMH Foundation in Toronto. We have the Douglas Foundation in Montreal, Mental Health Foundation of Nova Scotia and Halifax, and the Vancouver General Hospital Foundation in Vancouver. All good people. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, uh, what was I going to just ask you? Yeah. I have it right here. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, this kind of transitions to the next thing I want to talk about, really. Uh, the Pink sure. Shirt Day thing. Like, how yeah. is the Pink Shirt Day thing part of the foundation? Where did this all start? And how are we involved in it as Henry's or the foundation? Sure. Uh, so Pink Shirt Day is February 22nd this year. Um, and 
Pink Shirt Day really is, it's an anti-bullying movement. Um, it started in 2007 in, in Nova Scotia, actually. Um, so it really started as very a, a very sort of grassroots, um, a very small act of kindness. Um, I won't say very small, but it was an act of kindness. Um, and it was really actually these, these two teenage boys, uh, David Shepard and Travis Price, sorry, I'm just reading from my notes here, um, and their teenage friends in, uh, in high school um, who organized a protest because one of the grade nine boys who was wearing a pink shirt was bullied. Um, so they had a whole, they basically they had, they, they basically had a protest and everybody wore a pink shirt. Um, and that's sort of really where it started. Um, and their mission really is to create sort of more kindness and a more kind and inclusive world. Um, so whether you're wearing a pink shirt, whatever, whatever that is, um, is to be yourself. Um, and it's actually a global movement now. So I think there's about 110 countries participating in it now. Wow. It's amazing yeah. the power that social media can have. Um, it, yeah. it's, such, it's such a, a simple thing to do. It's using creativity in a different way, in a very simple way to protest something. Um, and of course, everybody shows up wearing pink t-shirts. These bullies are going to yeah. see that and be like, well, aren't we the dummies, right? Like, yeah. it's great that the community was being was able to join together. I don't know. I yeah. don't know if that would have happened in my school. I think if that was proposed at one of my school's meetings in some way, it'd be like, I'm not going to wear a pink shirt. And they, you know, make fun of the people suggesting it. So um, yeah. it's good that that's able to happen. And there's a lot of change that has gone on. And especially yeah. since COVID, I think too, like you've said a couple of times already, COVID changed the way people think. COVID has created PTSD in its own way yeah. in a lot of people. Um, and uh, I'm still not out of it. Like I'm still living in yeah. that world. Uh, I was at wrestling for two events this past weekend and I was the only one wearing a mask, uh, my wife and I, but yeah. like no one else and I don't understand it. And that's that again, that's part of that whole confusion of, of what's going on in the world and the way people are thinking differently these days. Yeah. But um, it's nice to see in, in a situation like with pink shirt day, where it, all it takes is a little bit of creativity and getting people involved and being inclusive. And you yeah. can really fight a lot of this hate and, and bullying that goes on out there. Yeah. And I think the bullying piece is also like, it's, it, it has such a strong relation to mental health. Um, and how how it affects your mental health, um, whether you're being bullied, whether you actually are the bully. Um, there's there's reasons for all of it, um, and I I think it is just, it is so important just the role that bullying plays in the mental health sector, um, and just how it affects you. What is your goal for the foundation? A long term goal. Sure. Uh, so my, my goal for the foundation, I mean, one obviously is, is, is to grow it. Um, we want to be, we want to be champions of talking about mental health using creativity. So there are people doing it today. Um, I want to do it on a bigger scale and I, I want to make sure that, you know, we are sort of the leader in this space. Um, you know, we have, we have our stores, we have our social, we've got platforms to make that happen. Um, and I really want to see this through. Um, so that's sort of my long-term goal. Um, you know, one obviously, of course, is is, is providing the funding um, for that. Um, but it's also actually using, I think, our strengths. Um, and, you know, our strengths in the on the technical side and the photography and the videography content world um, to say, okay, how do we how do we marry 
the, the technical side and the mental health side together. So how do we get people to share their stories um, and make sure that they're sharing them uh, so there's a beneficial outcome? So you're not re-traumatizing somebody by sharing their story and you're not just sharing a story for the sake of mm -hmm. sharing a story. There's a purpose um, and an outcome to that. Um, and by sharing those stories is, I think, getting people to talk and open up. Um, so, you know, I think that is that is one of my big goals. But I'd say within that piece is, you know, creating programs and services that are complementary to our partners and to other organizations in the mental health sector. Um, so we don't want to compete with anybody. Um, we want to partner with them. We want to collaborate. Um, you know, I'm not looking to say you need to come to one of our programs. Don't go to KMH or don't go to Kids Telephone. I would never say that. <laughs> um, you know, also, you know, you don't need this is for, you know, it's for the public. Um, we know that there's gaps in the system. Um, you know, there's long wait times. There are, you know, people get I think the average is people get bounced around about six to seven times before they actually get a proper diagnosis um, and treatment. So what can we do um, in the meantime? How do we provide people with knowledge of where to seek treatment, how to seek treatment? Um, and what can we what can we do while people are either waiting for treatment um, or, you know what, they've got a creative outlet. So let's harness that um, with our partners and use our partners as the mental health experts. And we have the technical knowledge to do that. So. Yeah, it's so true what you said, Amy, about that yeah. people bounce around a lot to get like the mm -hmm. right diagnosis yeah. or even just to get treatment. Like when Jace was dealing with it, what they were dealing with when they had that big yeah. um, breakdown, essentially, um, I think Jace went to three different hospitals yeah. um, before the third one would take them seriously and actually take them in over yeah. overnight. Um, so it, it's pretty sad. It, it got to that point. Um, and yeah, I think people need to know that like, there are these places that are out there that will, you know, know what they're doing and uh, yeah. treat people in, in uh, the correct way. And if we can have resources for people to know which places those are, I think that's really important. Yeah, there, there are there are wait lists and it's also making sure that you're on the right wait list. So um, yeah. there are people that sometimes you don't need a psychiatrist, you need a social worker, a therapist. Um, and it's making sure that you're actually on the, wait, the right wait list and having being able to advocate for yourself or having somebody advocate for you um, it is, is, is very important. Yeah. Having somebody who knows the system and knows what you need yeah. and can navigate you to the right resource. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. That, that would be, so yeah. where do people find out those resources? Do they go to these websites or do they call CAMH and they direct them or whomever that local partner is? They, that's how it would work. So that's, that, that's, that's the million dollar question right there. Um, and, you know, so we have we do have resources on the Henry's Foundation website. Um, they will be updated. We're working on a new website, so there'll be more coming. Um, but you know, it, it's honestly, it's you know, there's there's help, kids help phone across the country. Um, 
you know, CAMH in Toronto, it's, it's really looking at your local resources, um, you know, and, and, and that's actually one of the issues is that it's not easy to navigate the system because people don't know where to go. Um, their first, um, their first call should be to their GP. So assuming they have a GP um, and that's where they should go first um, because they will help them navigate uh, through the system. Um, otherwise, if you're, you know, if it's serious, you need to go to the ER or call nine or somebody needs to call 911. Um, that, that's sort of the other side. Um, for people who are, it's not an emergency and you haven't seen your GP, I would say if you're looking online is the Mental Health Commission of Canada um, is, is also a great resource. Um, and you can search by um, your city or town. Awesome. Now I can speak uh, from experience talking to people on the sales floor about the foundation. Mm-hmm. Um, we get a lot of reactions from our customers telling us stories that they've been through. And in new market, we have the initiative to, you know, when they make a donation, you write a little card and we put those up. And when COVID first hit and we were in full lockdown, I can't tell you how many times I would just walk around and just read those cards. You know, just some of the nice things that people had said, um, that was really enough to keep me going through all that. Um, that plus Aurora, because she was awesome. Uh, (laughs) Hey, not gonna lie. Um, I, I I love I love that wall. By the way, I think oh. it's fantastic. I love it. It's wrapping yeah, it's, around it's, the whole store. It's yeah. the whole store now. It's like it's fantastic. almost the entire store. You can see it in in every direction. Yeah. Um, oh, please, please send me some photos. I'd love that. Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah. Um, if only I had a way to take a photo in that store. Yeah, I know. We don't really <laughs> have very many cameras. We have a bunch of cameras. We a way to do that. Uh, a camera there somewhere? Okay. <laughs> Somebody's an old Blackberry in a drawer or something. You know? Yes. <laughs> on, on the other hand of what Brian was saying, is yeah. like, you know, looking at those cards and inspiring yourself. There were so many conversations I had with customers, good and bad outcomes. You know, mm-hmm. some people were like, oh, I'm so glad, like my, my you know, relative xyz uh was struggling and and this really helped them blah blah blah. it's a big cause Uh, and then there were other people on the other side of the coin that said you know unfortunately due to covid this person i know lost their job and unfortunately committed suicide um as a result of covid Uh, and it really impacted people in a real way in a very real way um and i mean i i appreciate these people you know when we say that this foundation is here to help people with mental health and that kind of thing i appreciate people opening up about it because the more that people talk about it the more it works it'll be normal the more it works so yeah yeah i feel that too yeah Yeah. and i think it's nice the way you said um there has to be a beneficial outcome to whatever is being done, there has to be a benefit to everything. Even like the podcast, every episode, when I'm thinking about the idea or one of the guys are thinking about the idea, we're thinking, yeah. what's the benefit for watching that night? You know, like why would people yeah. tune in and, and what, what, where could you get that benefit? So uh, it's super important to keep that in mind with any endeavor that we do. Um, yeah. Uh, so basically what I want to ask you now, if uh, the guys don't have any other questions for you, before we get to that, I got some questions that we usually ask at the end of an episode. Yep. Uh, we've covered a lot of bases here and yep. you know, it, it's amazing what can be done with just one person driving forward and being creative with how they're doing it. And mm-hmm. that's why I wanted you here, Amy, because 
I've okay. seen it from the beginning. Like when we rode to Ottawa together that one time for the Ottawa oh, yeah. uh, exposure show. Ever since then, I've seen, you know, you left the company and you, you were in the background, at least. I didn't really see yeah. what you were doing. And then all of a sudden the foundation pops up and I've seen you working really hard for it. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I'm just so happy that you did it. Uh, and I'm happy to be a part of it. And the next part of the chapter, I'd like to possibly think, yeah. is the podcast that we're working on. So we haven't really talked about that a whole lot. Um, I'm, yeah. I, before I get to the other guys, just I remembered I got to mention that. Um, <laughs> explain what your vision of the podcast is. Sure. Um, well, I would say first of all, you know, I, you know as, as much as I sort of say, you know, I'm a one-person team with you know my my buddy Henry in the back there who actually left. Um, <laughs> <laughs> got bored. Um, is there? I've had I and I and I have some amazing volunteers. Um, so Brian and Aurora, and there's a number of other employees um, at Henry's um, and a couple of outside of Henry's that um, have helped me tremendously. Um, and I know will be helping me a lot uh, in the future. So, um, you know, in these, especially like a, a podcast, um, you know, this is something, you know, as I say, like, I'm thrilled to be here as a guest, but I I can't run a podcast. I <laughs> like that's not, it's, it's, it's not, <laughs> it's not one of my strengths. So, Some would say I can't either. Uh. <laughs> no, no, no. You are, I like it. I love it. Um, you know, so, you know, I think one of the initiatives actually that, that came out of this and, you know, we had a couple of false starts with our employee committee because of COVID and lockdowns and we'd start it, we'd have a meeting and then, well, the store would close. Then we'd start again. I'm like, okay, this is for real this time. Um, so, you know, the, uh, the podcast actually came about through one of our leadership conferences. I had a, a couple staff, actually a couple managers come up to me saying, you know what, I I really want to do a podcast. Um, and this is after a mental health talk. We had Cam H come in and talk to um, uh, her, uh, excuse me, our managers about how do you talk about mental health in the workplace? How do you help somebody um, who's just coming to you? So, and this sort of just came out of this. Um, so, you know, when I heard that a couple wanted to do a podcast, I was thrilled. Um, and because to me, that is the essence of, you know, that's our creativity. That is sort of who we are and what we do. Um, and Brian O'Rourke is, you're already doing this. So you know how to do it. Um, and, you know, there, there's got to be, you know, I think for the podcast is, you know, right now we're sort of working on the objectives of the podcast to make sure that this is something that, um, you know, as I say, is sort of, you know, beneficial, but it, there's an impact uh, there. And, it's to make sure that what we are doing, we are providing information to the audience um, and it's the right information. It's the information that they're looking for and the conversations that they want to have. Mm -hmm. um, and if we're having those tough conversations, great. Um, but I think so. I think, you know, this, you know, we haven't launched the podcast yet. We've had a couple meetings about it, um, but I'm so excited to, to start this. Um, and we're really, we, we need to just figure out and, and we will, um, you know, sort of where does this podcast live? What's the objective? Who's the audience? Mm -hmm. um, and to make sure that we have those pieces, um, to make sure that we do the best job that we can. And we will continue to sort of, you know, we will launch it and we'll continue to um, improve it as we go. So, so I'll be on for Brian, the first episode yes. and then, uh, then somebody will take over and improve it after that. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, no, I'm really looking forward yeah. to it. 
Yeah, but I know, Brian, you've been part of those calls. So I know that I, I think you've probably got a lot more to add, I think, about the podcast and sort of what it, you know, what shape it could take. Yeah. I've got ideas. You know me. Mm -hmm. You know me. I, I yeah. sit up all night and I start writing notes and I start coming up with ideas and then I pitch them out to the world. And yeah. But the nice thing about this, one of the things I'm really thankful and, and really excited about is the fact that I don't have to do all that uh, behind the scenes planning yet. Mm -hmm. Uh, there's like you say we're, we're going through the process and trying to find the best benefits so there's some there's there's brain power behind it that i don't have to uh, be fully responsible for so that's that's exciting to me and not that i'm fully responsible yeah. for this i mean you guys have had lots of episodes and stuff but I, you know what i'm trying to say when you when you come up with an idea for a show you feel like you have to massage it and, and come to fruition with this idea so it's nice having other people massaging it <laughs> as in like the Henry's foundation. Yes. Wait a minute. Yeah. Strike that. Rewind. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah. Mark is just yeah. not saying yeah, anything. I, I Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Moving on. Moving on. Yeah. We've got some questions for you, but before that, Aurora, Sean, Mark, anything you would like to talk to Amy about before we get to our questions? Amy, where can people follow the podcast? Uh, sorry. Follow the um, foundation and the socials the website whatnot sure so website is henrysfoundation.com uh we also have a french website as well um so it's we are bilingual um and uh on social uh just it's english only uh we are the henry's foundation um so there is one in the states but we are the henry's foundation in canada so you will you will see us pop up there and you'll see a little logo of the brain in orange the number one Henry's Foundation, for sure. Yes. Number one. Mark? Yeah. I just want to say thanks again for being here. Thank you very much for your time. I know it's a, a very important topic that we cover. Um, and it's not always the most fun topic to talk about, but it's absolutely yeah. one that needs to be talked about. And uh, thank you for being here. And thank you for everything you do uh, for the foundation and for helping people that need help. Yeah. No, thank, thank you for this. And thank you, thank you Mark, for being so open. Um, and Brian, Aurora, and Sean for 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 having this podcast, having me on, um, and making this making this easy, um, and you know, um, a, a pleasure speaking with you. Um, nice. And I want to thank you for sharing your stories with me. So. Thank you, Sean. Anything? Uh, I want to say thank you as well. Uh, and also, coming from a huge nerd, uh, I wanted to tell you that you are an actual superhero. Uh, for even oh. coming up with this idea <laughs> and being able to, you know, reach out to so many people across Canada and hopefully more than Canada um, yeah. and talk about something that is, you know, sweeping the world very quickly. Right. So um, I think, I think you should have your own comic book made up because you're a real life superhero <laughs> for helping all these people straight <laughs> up. I got the visuals I in my head. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I am like I don't think anybody's ever said that about me. I'm like I'm I'm just really honored and if, Amy, that, if that's to get me back on the show, absolutely. <laughs> Amy, the mental health hero, and her sidekick Henry. There you, <laughs> yes. go. There you go. Exactly. Yes. Done deal. Yeah. We're gonna get some fan art on that. Hopefully, that'd be cool. Yeah. <laughs> yes. If you wonder someone why emails it takes this, me... do that, please. Sorry. <laughs> I said, can someone who watches this please do that? Yeah. Most artistic <laughs> talent. I do not. Yeah. So if you wonder why it, sometimes it takes me a while to get back on email, I'm a little overloaded and I'm trying to offload to Henry and it's not working. 
Henry. It's really hard to find good help. He's got the two yeah. paws to hit the keys with, though. Yeah. So. No, you gotta get a monkey. They have thumbs. Yeah. He, falls yeah. he falls asleep on the job. He's easily distracted. But he's super cute, and he's your mental health helper. So, yes, you he gets got his looks, and that's why I hired him. So. That's right. That's right. That's okay. That's <laughs> yeah. the way most of the world works, anyway, isn't it? Everybody just that's gets her. by on their looks. Yeah. All right. So, <laughs> on to the questions. Yes. So, sure. these are the same three questions that we generally ask all of our guests. Yep. Um, the first, I don't know if you saw on the email that I sent you about the challenge. Yes. Did you happen to think of a challenge you'd like to issue our viewers, listeners? Sure, I did, and of course, it would be about mental health. Um, my, I, I would say actually is, you know, I have, I have two challenges. Um, I'd say the first one is, is really focusing, you know what, take, take the next, this is a weekly challenge. Take this week and think about what your priorities are, like what makes you happy. Um, you know, folk, do something nice for yourself. Um, and if that's scheduling, you know, um, whether it's a walk, a photo shoot, Whatever that is, you know, cleaning your car, then that's what you need to schedule and schedule that first in your calendar before you do anything else. So you leave time uh, for yourself as opposed to putting work in there first, put something for yourself in first. Um, my nice. other my other challenge uh, would be is, is reach out to a friend or family member. Um, see how they're doing. Just send them a text saying, how are you doing? Um, and... You know what? If, if you can get, if you can actually see them in person, great. Um, but at least reaching out to to somebody, um, I think goes a very long way. Awesome. Um, I'm going to do both of those. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Now the questions you don't know about, unless you've watched our show to the very end. Okay. Uh -huh. <laughs> oh, I don't know. <laughs> I, I haven't even. I'm like. I'm a, I'm a little concerned. Are these the, the new ones, Brian, or the old ones? No, I'm going to stick with the old ones. I think the new ones were fine for just our hosts and stuff, but okay. they're, they're they're a little bit, I don't know, a little yeah, tough. It was, it was Mark's hot take that threw the whole thing yeah. out the window. Yeah, Mark's hot take went on forever. <laughs> okay, so the questions yeah. that we've asked in 70 episodes that nobody has watched to the very end to answer these, I'm just <laughs> ranting now, <laughs> are, first off, what is your jam? What is that one song that you just can't live without? It comes on every time you can't skip it. It's just, you love it. It gets you motivated. What's your jam? Mm, that is a very good question. Whew. It's always the hardest of you the three what? to answer. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I'm, I'm trying to think of like, how many songs do I listen to on repeat, you know, while I'm working here? Um, I... Let me let that digest for a couple of seconds. I'll ask you the other question. Yeah, ask me the other question first. Yes. All right, cool. The other is question this, is, is there a multiple choice answer? No, 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 no multiple choice. We <laughs> All right. Get it. Pull it out of the thin air. All, All right. right. The last question is tools of the trade. What do you consider something that you rely on? Doesn't have to be a physical tool, it can be an emotional or mental tool. Yep. What do you rely on day in and day out to help you be you? Okay, one. Um you know what, for me, actually, it's, it's being active. Um, for me, actually sitting at my desk, I find, I find hard. Um, you know what, and I think my back probably hurts my, I'm actually worse when I'm sitting at a desk all day. Um, so for me, you know, it maybe it's, it's not day in day out, but it's for me, actually, I, my outlet actually is, is skiing. Um, and I, I still do, I taught for 10 years and I do ski racing, um, nice. in the big kids league. So kind of a beer league, uh, you know, I race for one free beer ticket. So 
it's amazing what I'll do for one beer. <laughs> um, but it's, you know, and I think it's the the skiing and cycling and rowing for me is they're, they're sort of sports where you're so involved that you can't think about something else because if you do, you're going to crash. So, you know, you've, you've got to pay attention and you can't have um, the other distractions and all your other thoughts about what am I supposed to be doing today? Um, and what else do I have to do tomorrow coming into your head? Um, you can only focus on those pieces. So for me, it's, it's trying to get better at those things. Um, and there's, there's always something to work on. Um, so when I go out on the weekends and I go skiing, it's, you know what, there's, it's a, you know, that might be some stupid little thing, but it makes a huge difference. Yeah. Um, and you know, it's, it's, you know, I'm still waiting for my call from the national team and they've, you know, lost my phone number, my email numerous times. Uh, so uh, 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 I think for, yeah, for me, I think it's, it's the, it's the idea of sort of going outside and just being physically active for me. Nice. I, I like that. And it's very much like what Sean does, you know, cleaning the car, yeah. just getting out there and going for a drive. Yeah. Or I do that too. I'll, I'll just get in the yeah. car. I may not have such a pretty car as Sean, but I'll definitely <laughs> go for a drive. Uh, <laughs> my yeah. car's named the bullet, not Lucille. So I like it. <laughs> completely different thing. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. That's awesome. Very good. Very yeah. good. Um, Jam. Have you uh, thought about that song yet? Yeah, I was actually I was looking at my at my uh, Spotify list. Um, <laughs> so. That helps. Like, Spotify. Spotify, <laughs> Spotify list. It's just all the expressions podcast episodes. Yeah, yeah me too. <laughs> yeah. It's um, you know what I think. Oh, just start playing. Um, Copyright laws. Actually, don't I mean, play it. Don't play it. No, 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 no. It was, it was Hen Henry pressed play. It wasn't me. Oh yes, uh, I'll blame Henry. <laughs> Yeah, you know what, I, I think it's, um, and I'm trying to find my, what did I have? My top songs now of 2002. Um, I I would say actually it's, um, you know what, Elton John actually, I, I really like. Um, you know, through thick and thin and every decade, it does not matter. Um, it's, I don't know if I have a specific song from him, but it's, he is... He Somebody who is a fantastic artist um, and just keeps going. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so he's, he's got I, so many great songs. So many great songs. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think. Now, have you been able to experience his show live? I have. I saw one of his last shows, couple well, pre-COVID, um, in yeah. Toronto. He's got the best outfits, by the way. Like, yeah. oh, you know, sure. I think he's <laughs> seventy-five sure. years old and he yeah. still puts on the best, best yeah. concert. Um, and uh, yeah, and I would say that is what you know. Stevie Wonder is. You know, there's sort of all these goodies and it's sort of, you know, yeah. this is what I listened to in the car when I was a kid and we all argued over the music, but these were things, you know, my sister, my parents and I could all agree on, um, you know, so. On that point, it goes back to what I was saying about those years being so impressionable. Yeah. You know, that's what, 10 to 15, 16, 17 years oh, yeah. old. That's yeah. those most impressionable times, you know, uh, with yeah. Elton John, that's a great pick because I remember yeah. My entire life, I'm 51 years old, my entire life, there are Elton John memories. From the time I was like five years old, traveling cross country from Montreal to California in a car with an eight track of Elton John's greatest hits playing the whole time with Benny and the Jets. And oh, it was just, yeah, definitely, definitely good pick. You brought back good memories on that one. That was cool. Yeah, very cool. All right. Very good answers. Awesome. Thank you so much for being here, Amy. Uh, before we say goodbye, yeah. I just want to remind everybody to go to the Henry's Foundation website, henryfoundation.com, and uh, check out all the services and the amazing things that they do. 
Amy, I can't thank you enough for doing all that, for starting all that, because uh, I don't know if working through retail with uh, through COVID (laughs) without at least talking about it uh, would have been very successful for me. Um, Sure. Aurora is awesome, but she she can only do so much. Right. Got to have these other conversations. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but thank you so much. Uh, Sean, Mark, Aurora, as always, thank you all very much for being here and taking the time and opening up, as Amy said, about yeah. your own issues and my own issues. Um, I'm sure we'll have many, many, many more shows down the road to talk about all those amazing moments yeah. of our youth that molded us into the amazing people we are today. Uh, yeah. But until then, and until next time, I hope you all stay well, stay safe, and we'll see you next time. Thank you Thanks. so much. Thanks.